Hey Newcom, my name is Whitney and I just wanted to share a little about myself. Um, I have been going to Newcom for about six years. Um, I moved to Spokane for nursing school and my roommate at the time and I were hunting for a new church up here and we found Newcom and it was the first place we went to that actually felt like home and I've been going ever since. Um, I have led a few small groups while I've been at Newcom. Um, I'm leading one right now for women in their 20s. Um, and I also teach in Kidscom when we get to meet in the building. Um, I live with my one-year-old golden doodle, Milo, who I adopted last year. He was in foster care at the time. Um, I am currently a nurse on the inpatient oncology floor at Sacred Heart and have been there for four-ish years. Um, And I'm also in school at Gonzaga doing a nurse practitioner program. Um, I love doing everything outside. Um, I'm currently working on building my backyard farm. That has been my quarantine project. Um, I got chickens this year and have a wonderful garden. Um, I also enjoy cooking and baking and hanging out with friends and family. Um, That is just a little bit about me. I hope you enjoy. Thanks. Please join me for this morning's call to worship. God, through the words of the prophets, you have given us a glimpse of your dreaming and longing for the world. A world crowned with justice, overflowing with mercy, and established in humility. Convict us, call us to grow into these postures, and may we, like Jesus, love generously serve the least of these, and act with conviction. May your kingdom come and your will be done. May justice, mercy, and humility become the present reality for all the world. We ask this in the name of the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit. Amen. This morning's scripture reading is from Micah 6, 1 and 2, and 6 and 8. Hear what the Lord says. Arise, plead your case before the mountains, and let the hills hear your voice. Hear, you mountains, the indictment of the Lord, and you enduring foundations of the earth. For the Lord has an indictment against his people, and he will contend with Israel. With what shall I come before the Lord and bow myself before God on high? Shall I come before him with burnt offerings, with calves a year old? Will the Lord be pleased with thousands of rams, with ten thousands of rivers of oil? Shall I give my firstborn for my transgression, the fruit of my body for the sin of my soul? 
He has told you, O man, what is good. And what does the Lord require of you? But to do justice and to love kindness and to walk humbly with your God. New community. In prayer, let us confess to God as a community. Lord, as we look within ourselves, we are lacking. We are far from your ideals. With repentant hearts, we bow before you, O God, to confess what you already know. We have ignored your teaching. We have modified your commands to suit our preoccupations and interests. We have pursued our own selfish desires and failed to love our neighbors instead of pursuing your will. Lord of mercy, hear our prayer. Forgive us, O God, and cleanse us from our faults that the word of our mouths and the meditations of our hearts may be honoring to you, our rock and redeemer. We ask this in the gracious name of Jesus. Amen. community. This is Julie. And I hope you have had a great weekend. I hope you've had a really nice and relaxing Sunday morning. Um, I hope you are enjoying a cup of coffee that you are sitting with friends or family or enjoying solitude, whatever it is, wherever you may be. I hope that you are just at a place of peace um, and in a space where you can spend some time reflecting. Um, as you know, we are in our Minor Prophet series, and today we are talking about the book of Micah. Now, I know every time we say this, but if you have not done so yet, pause the podcast and go watch the video that Brooks sent out this week. It's a great little video, and it will give you the general outline and background for the book of Micah. Also, though, I'd encourage you while you have paused um, to take a moment it's about seven chapters. So you could take just a few minutes and read it and then come back. There's a lot in this short book and I won't cover it all today. So really, I would love to encourage you just to go and read it. And to start off, I want to be honest with you. Uh, the past few weeks have felt incredibly heavy to me. And there's not one specific thing more than just this is such a weird time. Um, there's a lot going on. Um, but really nothing drastic has happened in my past couple weeks. Nothing is really that different than the past six months have been. I just think that in the season, there are times where things feel lighter and times where things feel heavier. And for the past few weeks, I've had a very heavy spirit. And I think part of this is because I have been actually studying the book of Micah and I've been in this book. And as I've read it, I felt like Micah could have been written to us and about us, uh, to the world we live in right now. And that felt heavy. It just kind of kept bringing things up for me. And it was a lot of reminders of some of just the pain and the hurt and um, the oppression and everything happening right now. 
here's why. Micah, as you know, if you've read it or if you were watching that video, um, Micah is condemning Israel in a lot of ways. And he's addressing the fact that the rulers and leaders have become powerful through theft and greed. And not only are they greedy, but they oppress those who are poor and lowly. Micah speaks to economic and social oppression as not just a one-time event, but a way of life that keeps the powerful in power and those who are other or without are kept down. Micah 2 says, Woe to those who devise wickedness and work evil on their beds. When the morning dawns, they perform it because it is in the power of their hand. They covet fields and seize them and houses and take them away. They oppress a man and his house, a man and his inheritance. And then in Micah 3, it says, And I said, Hear, you heads of Jacob and rulers of the house of Israel, is it not for you to know justice, you who hate the good and love the evil, who tear the skin from off my people and their flesh from off their bones? You who hate the good and love the evil. Micah then also goes out, goes on to call out the prophets who are profiting from their profiting. Uh, Micah, Micah 3, 5 says this, Thus says the Lord concerning the prophets who lead my people astray, who cry peace when they have something to eat, but declare war against him who puts nothing into their mouth. Basically, if you give me this, God will bless you. The prophets are abusing their position. It is so much about selfishness and greed and what benefits the individual versus benefiting the whole, which in a lot of ways is very similar to the world that we live in, where the importance of a few are selfishly put above what is best for the whole, or people who use others to get what they want. And as I'm reading this and comparing it to today, I have felt heavy. There are certain issues and certain situations that I personally think of immediately, certain struggles that people are faced with, certain people in positions of power who are abusing their position. And each of us is different. Each of us have our own struggles and issues and evils that sit with us, that move us, that make us angry, that create a heavy spirit in us. For some, you may think of certain things. Some of you may think of the same things that I do. And for others, you have other situations that weigh heavily on your soul. This is how the body of Christ works. I am not speaking about any one specific thing. Whatever it is that angers us, whatever it is that is unjust, here's what I will say. It is easy to point to others and to their wrongdoing. It's easy to point the finger away. But as we read Micah, I hope we find ourselves asking this question. Do I hate the good and love the evil? Or do I love the good and hate the evil? And if so, what am I doing about it? Do we actively participate or turn a blind eye to oppression and greed? Or do we love the good and hate the evil that we see happening around us? I found myself asking what areas in my own life um, what areas am I contributing to the larger problem? Where am I putting myself before others, caring about myself or the betterment of a few, maybe the betterment of my family over all of God's children? 
And where am I standing up for those who are oppressed, for those who are hurting, for those who are suffering, for those who are considered other by those in a position of power? There are people hurting all around us. There are people listening to this right now who are hurting. There are people who feel overwhelmed and burdened and who are carrying a heavy spirit with them wherever they go. And for many, that burden is not new and it is heavy. Feeling the burden and heaviness and examining selfishness and greed is good. But Micah doesn't stop with simply pointing out the evil. When we look back to the text, Micah not only calls out wrongdoing, Micah also warns about the coming destruction due to the evil happening. In other words, God's judgment. Now, new community, God's judgment is a phrase that carries some baggage for me because for a long time in the majority of my life, I associated God's judgment with me not measuring up and God's judgment was this harsh wrath that I was supposed to be scared of. But what I found so refreshing about Micah is that God's judgment is actually Micah reminding us what God is for and what God is against and what God is about. God's judgment is harsh because God hates evil. God is for the oppressed and God loves his people. Micah reminds us of who God is and what the character of God is. And this is important. For me, this was the turning point in this past chunk of time. This has made my spirit lighten, not because it lets me off the hook in any way, shape, or form, but instead it changes my posture, my focus, and my attention. See, I can be angry and mad and sad about things that are going on right now, things like racial injustice, things like people not having work, families who are deeply struggling, students who are getting lost in the system because they don't have internet or can't do school because they need to be taking care of their siblings. There are many things to be angry and sad about. There are many people losing their homes. There is so much out there right now. But if I stay in that anger and sadness, what hope am I bringing? And I'm not saying to ignore it. Instead, if I lean into my heavy spirit, I experience the pain or anger or frustration and take it to the Lord and focus on who God is and what God is about. It not only drives me to action, but also gives me the message to share with those who are hurting and oppressed and in pain. And it speaks to me when I am hurting and in pain. And Micah does just this. Micah talks of the shepherd. Micah speaks to the promise of God's redemption of his people. Micah speaks to the coming of Christ. Micah reminded us of God's promises and God's commitment to covenant. And as I read Micah, there were two sections of scripture that stood out to me that specifically lightened my burden by reminding me about what God is about, who God is. So if you have your Bibles, turn with me to Micah 6, 6 through 8, and Micah 7, 18 through 20. We're going to start with Micah 6, 6 through 8. Micah 6, 6 and 7 basically is asking the question of what do you want from me, God? What do I need to do to please you? And says, with what shall I come before the Lord and bow myself before God on high? Shall I come before him with burnt offerings, with calves a year old? Will the Lord be pleased with thousands of rams? Will 
with ten thousands of rivers of oil? Shall I give my firstborn for my transgression, the fruit of my body for the sin of my soul? Basically, he's asking, what does God want? And we do this all the time, right? I've been asking this week, what do you want? What do I need to do? What are you about? There's a lot of pain out there. What do you want? And Micah 6.8 says this, he has told you, oh man, what is good. And what does the Lord require of you but to do justice and to love kindness and to walk humbly with your God? Do justice, love kindness, and walk humbly. What a powerful verse. People were used to sacrificing idols and riches. That is what people cared about. But this said God doesn't care about that. He cares about his people. He cares about the oppressed. He cares about goodness and kindness. He cares about humility. This is what God is for. This is what he wants of us. Do justice, love kindness, and walk humbly. If we want to know what God is about, if we want to know what God is asking of us, if I want to know what God is asking of me when my spirit feels heavy, it is not simply to stay in the heaviness idly, but it is this. Do justice, love kindness, and walk humbly. There's a lot to unpack in that. What does this say about God? What does this mean for the way we live our lives? There's a lot of questions that come with this, but I would encourage you to talk about this with your group. Talk about this with somebody else this week. What does it mean every day to wake up and do justice, love kindness, and walk humbly? I think it's actually easier to point out what this doesn't look like, but I'm asking to reflect on what it does look like. How can we be a people who is about the things that God is about? A people that does justice, loves kindness, and walks humbly with God. The second chunk of scripture that really reminded me of who God is, is found at the end of Micah. Micah ends this book with this. Verse 18 through 20 says, Who is a God like you, pardoning iniquity and passing over transgression for the remnant of his inheritance and does not retain his anger forever because he delights in steadfast love? He will again have compassion on us. He will tread our iniquities underfoot. You will cast all our sins into the depths of the sea. You will show faithfulness to Jacob and steadfast love to Abraham as you have sworn to our fathers from the days of old. In these few verses, Micah is boldly reminding us of God's forgiveness. He says, you will cast all our sins into the depths of the sea. He's reminding us of his mercy. He will again have compassion on us. He's reminding us of God's steadfast love. He delights in steadfast love. And he reminds us of the unwavering commitment to his covenant with God's people when he says, you will show faithfulness to Jacob and steadfast love to Abraham as you have sworn to our fathers from the days of old. You guys, even in the midst of struggle and pain, God is good. God is a God who keeps his promises. God is a God who will not let us down. God is faithful. I think my favorite verse in this is 
uh, 718, when it says that he delights in steadfast love. Another version says, because he delights in unchanging love. God's love is steadfast and doesn't change. It can't be added to or taken away. You are a child of God. The person you pass on the street is a child of God. The person struggling or hurting is a child of God. God's love is steadfast. It is never ending. God is a God of love. You are loved. So yes, things are messy, but hear this new community. God is good and God is faithful. God delights in unchanging love, in mercy, in justice, in kindness, in humility. God has brought redemption and hope and healing through Christ. If we want to know who God is, all we have to do is look at the life of Christ. Micah gives glimpses of who God is and what God is about, and then points us towards the larger story, the story of Christ. Micah is offering us hope. Micah is reminding the people that God is a God who keeps his covenants even when we don't keep ours. God will redeem and forgive and lift up and bring peace. God is a God who's about mercy and forgiveness. Sometimes we forget this. Sometimes I forget this because sometimes the world feels louder. There's a lot of anger and frustration and confusion and fear being shouted at us from all directions right now. And if we listen to that too much, it can drown it can drown out the steadiness of the one who loves us and created us. Sometimes we need to remind ourselves, like Micah did, who God is and what God is about. And this is what Micah was for me this week. Micah was the clear reminder that there is a lot of evil and pain and hurt out there. But God is still about justice, mercy, humility, unchanging love, forgiveness, and covenant. God is faithful. God is good. God is God. God's steadfast love never ceases. Maybe you've been feeling like me this week. Maybe things have felt heavy. Maybe you haven't. Either way, I want you to be reminded of the importance of recognizing who God is and what God is about. So I want us to reflect on these questions, preferably with somebody else. Talk about them, go to your small group, have a conversation. If you're not in a small group, pick somebody to talk to about it or join a small group. Talk to me, I'd love to get you plugged in. But here are some questions to think about. One is what breaks your heart? What gives you a heavy spirit? And I want us to talk about those things and I want us to sit in it for a bit because they're there for a reason. But my encouragement is don't stop there because if we are to bring a message of hope both to ourselves and to those around us, we need to remember who God is and what God is about. So after you ask that, remind each other what God is about. What does God want? What are God's promises to us? Throughout scripture, throughout the whole story, what are some characteristics of God that you need to be reminded of today? Talk about these things, write them down, speak them to one another, one another. even just create a list of all the characteristics of God who God is, what God is about, and remind yourself, put it on your mirror, look at it every day. And then once you've been reminded of who God is and what God is about, new community, go do justice, love kindness, and walk humbly. Amen. Hear this benediction as we close this morning. Newcom. 
Go in peace, for Christ has called you to live in peace. Go from here, committed to do justice and be agents of redemption. Go in mercy and partner with Jesus and his church to offer healing. Go together in humility to love and serve God as you love your neighbor. We pray this as the church united for the good of the world and in the power of Jesus. Amen.